this week on Invasion of the Podcast to infinity and not no more. We talk about going to see Captain America Civil War and why Paul's still wondering where there are no bayonets. And we talk top five bosses that made us break video game controllers. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast. We're taking over the world one listener at a time. And I'm going to switch it up a little bit this week. And to my left, as always, is Team Cap. I'm sorry, Joe, Team Cap Peters. Mm-hmm. And then, then I here I am, Paul, Team Iron Man Stedman. Are you really Team Iron Man? Um, or did you just do that for the I was, I was Well, I was more for the intro. I'm I'm more like Team Spider-Man. That's really what I am, I'll be yeah. honest. Like, uh yeah, we'll we'll get more to that in a second. And also, how I didn't I didn't tell you this while before we we're prepping for the show. I'm probably not gonna get married now because of someone's reaction to Spider Man in Civil War. So oh. I think my relationship with some people is are this, over now. Is this situ- is this a, is this a story you need to start right now, or do we need to no no no? We'll later? get we'll, we can get to it later. Okay, because um, I'm really curious now. Yeah, it's just I mean. I, I all I know is that I have tickets to Vegas and I'm going, and she needs to make some decisions. That's all there is to it. So um, we, we we got we got some Civil War talk coming up. Uh, real quick though, first again thanks to Joe Caroni uh, for the interview. We really appreciate that, um, and we appreciate him sharing uh, like all those cool stories and the time. So uh, if you guys make it out to, we'll remind you next year, Wizard World. He should be there. Definitely stop by and see his Star Wars art. Yeah, and, and check out his uh, website, joecaroni.com, for like cool prints and everything. So, again, thanks to him. Um, and then also speaking of comic books, we went to uh, Free Comic Book Day this past weekend. Mm-hmm. It was a busy weekend for, for people that like a lot of those things. This is a huge week. I mean, we were a little overwhelmed because you had Star Wars Day to prep for with the show and Star Wars stuff. You know, I watched Empire. Um, and then right after that, it rolled into Civil War coming out, watched Civil War. Then after Civil War, the next day, we had free comic book day, and it was just like and too much. And then like two days after that, Deadpool came out on Blu-ray, right. so it's like it's been just constant. It's been good. Yeah. It's been constant, though. Keeping the ball rolling. Yeah. Well, you know, before I get into free comic book day, you, you texted me something. I didn't follow up with you on this. You actually bought physical media. Yes. Okay. So, uh, God, what day was it? It should have been. It should have been Star Wars Day. But no, I was out and about. <laughs> I want to say it was Saturday. No, Sunday. Sunday, I was out and about doing some shopping. I went to Best Buy because I was going to get a new keyboard and mouse because I'm really getting tired of the one that I have, and it's like about six, seven years old, and you know, keys are smudged off, and it's not as clickety clack as it used to be. But uh, I went to Best Buy. Needless to say, couldn't find keyboard. Can't justify spending the money on a gaming keyboard that they want so no um, and i don't want to pay like 30 bucks for just a generic wireless keyboard have you been you should check out micro center on the east side they have actually a decent selection yeah, of I've, keyboards i haven't been to micro center in a long time i don't know if i'll make that haul so uh, amazon and new you, you can is. send me there i'll i'll facetime you keyboards and you uh, can, okay yeah like that one that one irritates anyway, me like so, lobsters out of a tank 
bring me that one. So just like buying comic books at Comic Con, I, I walked away not knowing what keyboard I wanted, and but I did pick up uh, Episode Seven on Blu-ray. So because I do have physically all the other Star Wars movies, even the, I was going to ask what the genesis of this was because you've been very yeah anti-physical media. It just is clutter. Like I'll it's just clutter buy, that you love. A, yeah, I but, love it. But anyway, I do have uh, all of the copies of the um, uh, the other six Star Wars movies, including the unedited, untouched uh, original trilogy. Okay, so is there anything anything interesting on the the Star Wars like setup that you have, like the for Episode Seven? Anything cool? Special features? Um, is there a commentary track? Anything? There is a commentary track. I didn't listen to it yet. Um, there's deleted scenes. I haven't watched that yet. Um, honestly, I didn't even throw it in yet. I <laughs> I um. I I watched a couple of documentaries on Netflix over the weekend instead because I don't know why I was just being lazy and sometimes my Netflix watching is because the remote's right by me and I have a smart that's, TV so I'm like what's on Netflix well, this is good enough that's exactly how it broke down on on <laughs> Saturday or Wednesday I can't remember I was sitting on the couch and I'm like man I should go throw in that special features disc and just burn through that. And then I was like, wait, there's a Magic the Gathering documentary that my buddy watched. I'm like, I'm going to check that out. And then, like, you know how they suggest stuff afterwards? Yeah. And then it was an eSports documentary. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to watch that. So then, like, three hours, four hours later, I'm like, I didn't watch Star Wars. <laughs> but I'll get around I, to it. I, I, specific- just wanted, I wanted to ask you because you just never buy anything physical well, like that. Like I, I have a digital copy of Star Wars, but it doesn't give you all the special features. Mm-hmm. So that's why I got it. So, I definitely want to watch that. All right. Sorry. It didn't, uh, sorry. The, that sidetrack aside, free comic book day. We went out to Carol and John's. Uh, they have an awesome setup. Uh, a lot of fun there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe got both of the special beer bottles. I only got one of them. That was presented by the Brew Kettle. They're pretty cool. It was the two two five. Was one was called two 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 three ale, which uh, one of the local artists around here they do a um, they do the they do the labels for the beer, and uh, it's two two three because Avengers issue two hundred twenty three has Hawkeye firing Ant Man on an arrow on the cover. Okay, and that was the label. So. Um, and then the other one was a Wakandan wheat ale, which had Black Panther on the cover. Yeah, I got one of those, so I was happy about that. Um, like we got to see see some friends, uh, talk to some people. We saw uh, Stephen Ryan of the Science Slasher. They're yeah. there uh, uh, doing drawings. I got a sketch of Jason Voorhees by Steve, and Steve so. did uh, a, one of the Joker for me. So I went up to him specifically. I was like, "Listen, you're the only one that's going to get any DC on my wall. So what's your favorite like DC villain?" And then I was like, "It better be the Clock King." And he's like, "No, it's not the Clock King." <laughs> So that he's like, he's like, well, he's like, I'm more old school Batman. He's like, I'm gonna do the Joker. He's like, but I could draw the Clock King for. He's like, no, 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 draw, draw the Joker that you want to draw. And it's actually really cool. I need to put it up, but it's very much more like old school '80s Joker, not like the current update. Okay. So, like, I told him, I was like, you're the only DC guy I'm gonna put up on well, my he wall. Did, stuff. He did our Batman, yeah, or your Batman, and now you got a Joker to go next. That's so. I thought that'd be a kind of nice bookend. Yeah. So he did that for me. Uh, another artist that we we met, uh, her name is D. Uh, I think you pronounce that Petrowski. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. She um, did this really cool small um, uh, Harley Quinn for, for Mary. That was really neat. So I just want to give her a shout out. She does uh, a lot of cool stuff. So her, um, what is it? Her, it's a uh, nerd, nerdy. So it's N-E-R-D-E-E. So like, like nerd D, but with one D art, um, dot squarespace.com. And also nerd P-O, like as in three P-O. So it's N-E-R-D. 
E-E-P-I-O at gmail.com. So she does some cool stuff. I wanted to just obviously give we'll her a shout-out. We'll put yeah. the links up on her Facebook Since I can't spell stuff. quickly. I'm not yeah. good at spelling things quickly. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I just I do regret that I didn't get to talk to a lot of people. I was just kind of just wandering around talking to people that I knew as opposed to like, hey, everybody, I don't know you. Yeah, Have a thing. And I did here's the same some more thing because like, I waited in line for Steve and then like, like me and my girlfriend were like hanging out inside the comic shop because it was a little chilly outside because it was like after 10 o'clock. So we 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 hung out inside and just kind of talked to each other and then you showed up and one of my buddies showed up when we were talking to them. So oh, and thanks to Rubber City Cosplay because they had like a little backdrop and some yeah. props and they put our photos up and I shared a couple of them that on was the page cool. and they tagged yeah. us too. I saw that. I, I thought I just thought it was appropriate. That I liked I liked the Thor hammer hitting the Captain America shield. I'm like, that's it. We're, we're going to have this done right now. So <laughs> a movable object meets and what is it in? movable object unstoppable, unstoppable force, force. Yeah. yeah uh so that that was fun so yeah that, thanks to them for for doing that um so before we get to news just real quick i want to mention i did buy deadpool and i was happy i bought deadpool and i actually left work to go buy deadpool like i didn't even wait till after work i'm like nope i'm buying it right now we went with a friend of mine to best buy we both like walked in the big display of it we both grabbed copies we're in line checking out and as, as we walk out he's like you know he's like you realize there's three guys behind us and two of them had deadpool as well and I'm like, well, he's like, another guy had like Uncharted 4, but they definitely all had Deadpool. <laughs> so I thought it was funny. Like all the guys were like, it's lunchtime. We're going to go get our copies of Deadpool. So yeah. Prior- I, lunch priorities. priorities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I now own Deadpool. I am now happier that I own Deadpool. Uh, and I watched, uh, they saw some of the deleted scenes. Like mm-hmm. they're just, a, uh, one of them was really, really serious. So I'm glad they took, they kept it out because it got really dark. Was it the one where he goes to, to the, Mexico? The yeah, the, yeah, the, the con man, yeah. doctor. I heard about that one. It's actually a good scene, but it doesn't match the movie at all. So I'm glad they took it out. Yeah. And then also there was a scene with Ajax where he's being let out of prison, and I don't understand the context of what they're trying to do with that. But he was being brought in on a boat, and there's a big sign that says the raft prison, like on a buoy. And I'm like, are they referencing the raft in a Deadpool movie? But then you saw the raft in the Civil, War. Civil War. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was like, can they get away with that? But the, the scene was cut. So, I don't know, man. Yeah. They were kind of creative because that helicarrier was in there. Yeah, I know. I thought, and like this, yeah. Deadpool. It's still like watch the second time. Uh, very weird structure to that movie. Still holds up though, because if you think about it, there's not a lot that goes on in terms of like, like the the story that you come into. Like you have the, you have the stuff on the road, and then you have him. Go and find Colossus, and then you know Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and then they go have a fight, yeah. and that's the movie, you know, pretty much. Other than the flashback, the movie's only like twenty to forty minutes long. With, yeah, if you look from when he goes, when he meets the cab driver to when he goes to fight Ajax. Yeah, so I mean, it's just, it's a little weird structure, but it still holds up. So anyway, by Deadpool, it's out now, and it's awesome. So, all right, so let's get to some news. <laughs> everyone sorry that was loud no it was fine it was fine for them it was loud for us oh okay. yeah so that's why i uh ah. and if it's loud for you guys it's still it's good news and the good news is bad it's news exciting. oh it's bad news again. bad news uh disney canceled their infinity toy line and game line yeah um which i never got into not because it didn't seem cool it's just because i didn't have that kind of money to go buy everything it was a little pricey like and pricey i mean it's it's the game is set up like a lot of other 
pay-to-play games, like a lot of the MOBAs it reminded me of. Like you yeah. had you had the, you had basically the scuttle structure of a sandbox game with Disney characters and and different Disney properties and and worlds. So I mean, you could you could buy Disney Infinity as a core game and run around as Jack Sparrow, Barbosa, um Aladdin, uh, I'm trying to think. Iron Man. Iron Man. Like, yeah. you know, and then the Star Wars franchise pulled into it. So, like, Disney Infinity, uh, Marvel, you know, you had all these different characters that you could run around and play as. And they played a lot like the Lego games. If you ever played Lego, yeah. Marvel Lego, things like that, Star Wars Lego. Um, but it was, like, more cartoony. But then you buy the figures that go with it yeah. that are, like, those are also associated with play sets. And then the figures lock into, like, a little pad that mm-hmm. reads into the TV. Very kind of interactive. Like, they wanted... I know the goal was to kind of give kids, like, an interactive toy box where they can yeah. actually grab a physical object and put it in the game. Right. Um, I, I'm i glad that this game came out when I was older because if I was younger, mm-hmm. like, that my parents would have been just, just they would have been like, no, we're not getting this for you because every two weeks I would have wanted more of it. Well, there was another game, uh, Skylanders, that did that too. Well, they were the first ones, yeah. And then, and then, um, Disney's like, hey, this is like licensed to print money. Well, kind so they of. thought, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, so like they stepped in and did it, and I think, I think a lot of people like Infinity. It's just that I guess the money it took for Disney to make games on their own and not like have an independent publisher associated. They're like, this is just too much. Yeah. Um, well, they, they announced they're done making games under their moniker. Totally. Yeah. Like, they're not going to make any more games. They're going to do third party games. But, um, a lot of games nowadays, you know, like we were talking about, uh, esports like, like Dota, league of legends, heroes of the storm. Um, the type of games where they release new characters all the time and mm-hmm. you have to buy them, uh, but the thing with D- Infinity was, is you bought the sixty dollar game, and then on top of that, it's like okay, even Infinity, even the base game was more than that. It was like sometimes like 100, 120 bucks, depending upon you would get a box set yeah. of characters, though. Yeah, that's true. But like, but like, if the kids were like, oh, mom, dad, um, like Ray's out and Poe's out and yeah. Kylo Ren is out, I want them. So you have to pay fifteen dollars. Kids, not Joe, saying everybody, hey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd pay $15 for each one of those physical toys. I've had to, to talk myself out of buying some of the figures sometimes because mm-hmm. they're cool looking. They but, are pretty cool looking. But you're right. Like 15 bucks for a Venom, I'm not going to do it. Right. But now that it's like, now that it's running out of time and not be, I might pick up some Clearance. of those figures. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? Like um, they, they released the ones for Inside Out, right? So they had the five emotions, but they released a play set that was joy and anger with like additional piece. And that's like forty bucks for like all of that. Right. But then they have the other three: disgust, uh, fear, and um, oh, sadness. Right? You can buy those three separately. But Disney Infinity knew that I really, really wanted anger, but I didn't want to buy a combo pack. So I'm hoping there's going to be a loose anger out there because the anger get. figure anger is my spirit animal. Animal. Well, just, animal. just watch. Watch. Check them um, because GameStop sells them used. Yeah. You could go in, and they have a whole section of those used toys. It's a good. Th- I was thinking about this. Like GameStop's probably pissed right now that they're like, we just we've cleared out self shelf space for this, right? And there's a used market for this, and now you're stopping it. You know, like that. Like I'm sure they're they're still going to do the Lego Dimensions ones mm-hmm. and and their Skylanders, but it's like they have all this inventory now that they're like, oh well, this is being phased out. Like so, it's a shame. I liked. I thought it was like I remember talking to two of my uh, friends at work, and and they have kids, and they're like, yeah, we all play Disney Infinity. I'm like. I can't really justify spending that kind of money on on a game for myself. No, because, but I'll buy a Hulkbuster now. <laughs> but, well, no, because it's like we talked about on I think one of the previous casts about how like I bought the Ducktales remastered, yeah. and the Legos. It's like I play them 
once and I'm kind of like, oh, I'm done. Well, like Lego Dimensions, I've thought about picking that up for Mary for like a holiday or birthday or something. The base of that, the base set of that game is like 90 bucks, right? Jesus. And then like you can buy the little figures. So they're like little Lego guys that you put together yeah. and they come with like a little like, you know, I don't know, a Sometimes, like, I know the Doctor Who one had, like, a little TARDIS or something, I think, something like that. But those sets could sometimes be between, like, 5 to 30 bucks, depending upon what they want to get you to buy. And it's, like, it makes me mad. Speaking of buying Lego figures, and I forgot to PSA this before I we went to Odd Mall. If you go to a con and somebody's selling Lego figures... This is an important message, everybody. Do not buy Lego figures there for, like, 20 bucks for, like, 5 They're, like, 68 cents. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if you noticed the addition that we added to your Marvel guys. Who do we got? I we, didn't notice. Um, there's, there, right there is a little... Oh, BB-8. There's a little BB-8. Yeah. Mary paid $4 for that thing. Yeah, and that thing probably costs, like, a dollar, maybe. And I felt bad, because I, I told her, I was like, oh, Joe found out about, like, you know... You can go online and find these guys a lot cheaper. You can go on cheaper. Etsy. You can go on Amazon. You can buy them in bulk. It's basically what those people do. So anybody out there, because we talk about, we've been talking about a lot of cons lately. Not this is a con. Not con. a con. I'm talking no, about it's a con at a con, like a comic con. Like if you go to a comic con, conning you at this the, con, and the kids see a a, uh, a Deadpool or a Nova or a Green Lantern or <laughs> I thought you were going to name all the six that you no, bought. <laughs> I, uh, just uh, yeah, don't or, or a Ghost Rider do or it. a Hawkeye or, or a, a Taskmaster. Yeah, so anyway. Um, but yeah, Lego Dimensions. I want to buy some of that stuff sometimes, but it's like I just can't. I can't do it. And I, like, I'm like. i excited. I like the idea that there's interactive like play sets out there for kids. I do feel like it is like just pressing that money button repeatedly. And I don't know. Like I have, I have, a, I have a hard time with buying additional content all the time for games. And I know, I do, I know I, you do. I know you're divided about that. I do if I if I don't know where i'm standing with it like the uh, like not to go on a, a, a rant about like or talk about the division but like when i bought the division i was kind of i just bought the core game and i went and picked it up from gamestop and, and dude's like do you want to get the season pass i'm like i'm gonna hold off on the season pass because i want to find out how this game is how he's like oh man you're gonna love it he's like you're gonna totally want to get it and i'm like why don't you let me decide that skip <laughs> like let me figure that out so like two or three months did you want to pre-order madden wire here too it's supposed to be pretty good right (laughs) oh are you here to get madden i'm like no why because like you know there's divisions in football you know you should get that (laughs) you like divisions obviously but uh, like i i literally have kind of dropped off a division because of like the way that they have the game structured i want to get into like why i don't like Mm -hmm. it but i'm glad i didn't buy the season pass same thing with uh battlefront i didn't buy the season pass for battlefront because i wanted to play it first there have been games where i knew off the rip, like like after after I played Destiny for about like three or four months, I bought the season pass because I was like, I'm going to keep this going. It's a okay. good game. Um, when I used to play Call of Duty, I would play Call of Duty a lot, and I would buy the season pass because I would get all the map packs. Um, Blizzard stuff, I buy whatever collector's edition and things like that because, like I was telling Paul before we started casting, I love Blizzard so much. I hate them because I play so many of their games, yep. but. I will spend $60, an extra 20 bucks on Overwatch because all the little goodies you get because I'm going to play the crap out of it. It's worth it to me. Yeah. I just, I'm just i just thinking like a general where it's like, here's your base game, but for $5 more, you can do this and do this and do this. It's like, yeah. here's the storm. You can buy additional characters, mm-hmm. but they also give the opportunity to test drive them. And also, even if the currency trickles in you have the ability to actually save them by them too right so that's that's nice um like in world of warcraft uh 
like nothing nothing they sell to you affects the actual gameplay. So it's all it's generally cosmetic. They have that WoW token now, which is basically trading gold for game time. Like it's their way of trying to get around the like kind of how buying. Wild or uh, was it Wild Star did? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. But like generally, like you you pay for your you know your subscription, and then there's this uh, expansion once every thirty seven years or whatever, and then they have stuff that comes with that. But generally, it's like if you want to buy extra things, it's always cosmetic. And so I've given it a couple times, but I don't feel the need to like to experience gameplay just because they bought a different mount and I'm like, I'm okay with that kind of microtransaction. It's just, you know, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so long story short, I'm going to probably buy some infinity figures now because they're going to be cheap. Like Joe's going to come in. And I'm going to have like a whole like bucket of them. And it's all going to be just Mr. Incredible. Cause it's only one I see at GameStop all the time. It's like, why do people hate Mr. Incredible yeah, so much? I, I don't know why. Yeah. So, it's like I have this Tomorrowland playset. No one wants to play this. I don't know what's going on. All oh, there's George Clooney's. Um, so, all right, enough about that. Speaking of other cancellations, uh, ABC canceled Agent Carter. So Disney also killed Agent Carter. Um, well, twice this week, which is a shame. <laughs> which which is a shame because they, they they get like season two. I guess picked up steam. Yeah, I was liking it. Like I, um, they started releasing episodes like like two episodes a week. Like and for some reason, because it was a ten episode run as opposed to eight, like the first one, so I didn't realize that. So I was like, okay, I'll get caught up because Hulu always has like the last five or six, and so I wasn't paying attention, so I missed one. And I'm kind of that guy; I, I can't skip over an hour of a show. Like I want to see it, mm-hmm. so I st- I had to stop. But I also feel like I am personally responsible for Agent Carter getting canceled because why I just I didn't get to watch it. I oh. feel like I feel like I'm that person. Like I didn't I didn't love it enough. I love I thought it was season two was fun. It was a lot of fun. Jarvis was awesome as a, like you know as a butler, but also like her her companion. Uh, Howard Stark showed up every so often. Was awesome. Like it was and it was in Hollywood, so the the scene was a lot more vibrant and like ridiculous. And there was also a running story with Jarvis trying to chase down a flamingo that Mister Stark wanted to keep on his property, but the flamingo just kept getting away and having an attitude so it was just <laughs> funny seeing jarvis like just be really angry at this flamingo that's just hanging out in the yard See, um, yeah that's how i kind of feel about constantine too like they canceled it it was a great show yeah so. and well then that ties into this next bit here too speaking of shows being canceled kinda supergirl was picked up for season two but it's gonna go to the cw so was it canceled on abc and then picked up or did they just literally just go hey we're moving because we can't well so so uh cbs owns that ncw or whatever like the the parent company owns both those stations right um they decided like for cbs it wasn't the ratings hit that they wanted <laughs> but like cbs is just, they're the number one network right now their ratings numbers are ridiculous compared to everybody else so even if you right. have a show that's doing like half of what Another show is doing that would be number one on any other network. They're like, nah, not good enough. And I don't understand that, you know. But so I guess a lot of people liked Supergirl, but it wasn't CBS numbers. So they're like, all right, we're moving to the CW. We're moving um, filming from Los Angeles to Vancouver to make it like to save them money. Uh, and I also it makes me wonder if they're not going to shake up the 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 core of that show a little bit because I mean. Do you need like I don't know I don't I never watched Supergirl I wanted to watch the crossover well, episode I just never got to I didn't watch a crossover episode either I mean that might give me an opportunity to watch it now because it, that's not on Hulu no so it's not. now so it maybe they'll CW, bring it over or something. they'll bring it over yeah. so I could watch it um, I did want to watch the Flash crossover episode but now maybe we'll get more Flash or more Flash Arrow crossovers into that maybe I just feel like but the whole thing is that she was supposed to be like a parallel universe to to everything right. so. Um, I um I don't know like I just I wonder if they're gonna like that's what I'm saying shake up the show like like align it where she ends up now in the the CW universe 
You know, I think that'd be okay. And then you could change the characters and whatever. You could make it more in line with what they're doing. And I think that'd be fun. I just, I'm, I'm just upset because I don't need another superhero show on the CW for me to watch right now. I'm watching three of them. You could do what I do. Just get rid of Arrow. <laughs> I no did. Laurel, no Arrow. A lot of people. Yeah, no Laurel, no Arrow. Hashtag no Laurel, no Arrow. Right. Yeah. No, more like not interested anymore. <laughs> Hashtag no Laurel. I'm okay with it. Like that's. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that, that happened. Another, uh, I'm going to just mention here also, uh, CBS canceled CSI Cyber. I know you don't care about this, but the reason why I'm mentioning this, that was the last CSI show that was currently running on CBS. This will be the first time since like October of 2000 that there's not been a CSI show on CBS's lineup. This makes me really happy. Yeah, they're slowly getting out of there. Because I hate those shows. Mm -hmm. It's always just like obvious statement, dramatic music. Oh, we figured out easily figure outable science. It's I, I hated the I hated that format, and now like as long as we can get rid of Big Bang Theory and like all that crap, yeah, and bring back Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman. No, I'm I'm joking. But, <laughs> yeah, just bring like star, make Star Trek like an actual show on CBS. Like I don't do this like streaming anybody, service if stuff. If anybody out there likes Big Bang Theory, I apologize because don't. I, it's a bad show. No, you should, no, you shouldn't apologize. I just I can't stand when people like. Like try to align with somebody through Bang Big Bang Theory. You mean like like a common like haha we have something common? No 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 no. I'm talking about like oh you were talking you you play Warcraft or you you comic books that that's what Sheldon does and I'm like who the <laughs> hell is Sheldon? And they're like oh I'm Big I would have left you, I would have let you have an f bomb there like I would have not censored it if and you I'm just like, said that about Sheldon <laughs> the one the one PG thirteen of the year yeah uh, <laughs> no I was like I'm always just like confused and then I'm like. Oh no, I I don't watch that show. Yeah, I I don't like I can't I can't do it. Like it's like reference is not the same thing as comedy to me. Yeah. And and I that's an argument that I get with all the time. Like and I know there's videos out there of someone taking the laugh track completely out of Big Bang Theory and you just watch the videos and it's the most awkward, sad thing. So, anyway, I I do not like that show and if if we're not friends world because of this, I'm sorry, you're missing out on all of this because of that. So that that's on you, not not me. All right. So anyway, is that all we got for news? Or no, we... one little other bit too. I, f- oh. I forgot to mention this last week. Um, supposedly there there's a second Space Jam movie being made, and oh, the only yeah. reason why I mentioned this is because he loves Space Jam. Is because I hate Space Jam. The only he reason I'm mentioning this Space is because the moment this happened, he my loves... phone blew up with people texting me, tagging me on Facebook, and so, all this stuff because of Space Jam. I came over today, and there was a Lola Bunny body pillow out on the floor and he put it away really quick well my love of lola bunny is way different than space jam <laughs> you know that's that's you know you can't you know then she she could dribble a basketball and sass people why did she have a chicago bulls jersey on that said stedman <laughs> yeah yeah i was i was wearing my chicago bulls tasmanian devil j- shirt to go with that that was all the rage and, and it, it, was, it was a Pippin. It was a Scotty Pippin Tasmanian <laughs> devil. I don't know. Um, but Space GM 2 is supposed to have LeBron James. And what? And I think he probably already is a better actor than Michael Jordan ever will be. Um, After seeing him in Trainwreck, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think he... Um, I think that this one will be handled better because if it's going to be called Space GM 2, I bet you it's going to happen in space. And it better happen in space. I'll go see it. Yeah. You'll I'll, go see it too. Well, don't don't act like you won't, because your your wife will drag you to it. Why, wife? What are you talking about? We haven't gotten to the big reason. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. So uh, last week, I uh, you know how you can go online and um, create like 
countdowns like to whatever like you can actually put in a date yeah you a created a countdown for it uh, no no uh, <laughs> i put down a, i made a <laughs> countdown for um like one what was it thursday last thursday i said uh how many hours till palsy spider-man's is what yeah. i labeled the, the, the yeah countdown you texted clock. me like six times i remember and, and I, I figured you were getting mad at me so i stopped I doing it i was like every hour i'm like six hours till spider-man's um and so then in retaliation for that, someone made a countdown clock to Space Jam 2, and they're like, this is our best guess when this is coming out. And oh. I was like, oh, you guys have created my death clock. Thank you. Best guess. Yeah. So there's there's now a ticking clock counting down the Space Jam 2 that I don't want to check. So anyway. So yeah, enjoy that, people. That's what you get. I hope you enjoy this. So anyway, enough about that. So any other news? We good? I think we're good. Right. And now for our feature presentation. Civil War. Yeah. That's it. Done. So Civil War facts are going to come up now. Uh, we got a chance to see Civil War. Um, you saw it that Thursday it came out. I did too. I saw it Thursday and then I went and saw it on Sunday. Oh, I saw it uh, yesterday, the second time. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I didn't know you saw it a second time. So that's good. Um, is it, Okay. Not to set the expectations too high. Best movie or best movie ever? What? Wait, best movie or best movie ever? What? No, no okay. It, you know what? I enjoyed it quite yeah. a bit. It, it, it's hard to pick apart some Marvel Marvel MCU movies. Uh, like, you know, the first Avengers was great. Cap- or Winter Soldier was great. Um, Ant-Man was really good. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was really good. Um, this this is up there in that echelon, easily. Yeah. Uh, I liked it better than Age of Ultron. Me too. Yeah. Um, I liked it in different ways. It's tiered differently for me. Um, like it, 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 it continued the same feel that Winter Soldier kept. The Russos did a really good job with Winter Soldier of making a political thriller action movie with Captain America in a superhero world. Um, they, they, they kept that feel in this movie. If you take out the actual meat and potatoes of Civil War, the comic from that movie, it's a perfect sequel to Civil or to Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, because, but the thing is, is even with all the superheroes in the event, I guess you could say the Avengers esque uh, function of it, um, you still get an amazing piece of that. Like, I enjoyed that airport scene fight more than. Uh, the more than more than the fights in Age of Ultron, the first Avengers is a little different because it's the first time you see them together, and it's kind of like awe inspiring to see yeah. it happen and un, finally unfold. Um, but like, um, the the airport scene was a lot of fun. It was serious at times, and it was it was a lot of times it was kind of like silly. So it 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 lets you step away from the serious issue that a lot of the Avengers were having with politics, with the world wanting them to sign the Sokovia Accords. And the conflict, and then when they actually threw down and fight, it wasn't comical, but it wasn't serious enough where you felt like you know there was any type of like danger. Yeah, I mean, I I, I really loved the airport sequence too, just because it's like, they, and they found a way to make it organic to where you could have some large destruction without like other than the con- like I feel bad for that airport like that yeah. like you, you know there's that one guy it's like hey Steve come in it's like what's going on it's like I know yesterday was your day off. Um, just come on. We're gonna talk for a second. You know that plane that you barked out there? Don't go look at it. Just, it just, it just has large. <laughs> it has a large boot print on it. We'll, we'll tell you what happened. It's okay. You know, like boot print. Boot, I love. Boot, I, yeah. I do love. Speaking of large boot print, if you want to hit spoiler alert, I mean, even though we're talking about the whole movie. Spoiler. 
So Ant Man goes full Giant Man in the movie, which was amazing. Just Giant Ant Man, yeah, Giant Ant Man, just because of the delivery and everything was was great. Um, but uh, I love how he just randomly decides to rip a wing off a plane for no reason. <laughs> like, that feels that feels like a Paul like a, a Paul Rudd move, yeah, where it's like, just like I was I'm large up, now. Yeah. I guess I'm just going to rip this wing off. Caught up in the moment, I, like he just grabs the <laughs> plane wing and rips it off and starts swinging it around and trying to hit Iron Man and war machine and it's just like that was unprovoked you didn't no. need to break that airplane but it was still kind of funny yeah it was like it's like me going in for a quesadilla or something just ripping off the side of me like oh, that's good i'll take that triangle away right. with me um yeah like i feel like if, if there's if not to to jump around too much but if there's one weird moment about the whole movie it's like so you got ant-man who his whole first movie was trying to prove his worth to get be able to be back to, with his daughter and then suddenly someone's like, hey, you want to get in a van and go to Germany and fight people? It's like, by the way, it could cause you to be in jail again. He's like, yeah, I'm okay with that. It's like, I don't know how that works with like visiting I your daughter. Li- yeah, I would have liked to have seen them play out the interaction between Falcon and Ant-Man because, uh, well, yeah, he didn't even recruit him, remember? Because yeah. Hawkeye found him. Yeah. And, and then, he's just like, yeah, I got this guy. And then Hawkeye, too. It's like, oh, I was retired, but I'm not. And it's like, he has like three kids in this nice house. And it's like your decisions is because Cap's like, you got to come in. He's like, I have a debt to pay, which basically means it's I mean, I, the, the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, he's talking about Quicksilver. Like, it didn't occur to me the first time around. That's like, you know, for Wanda, for yeah. Wanda. Yeah. So it's like, OK, I get I get that. But it's like the two guys that have like big family ties. It's like you just had no problem showing up and fighting for the side. It's like that could get you arrested. Right. That felt a little weird to me. But just seeing. Like, like basically, what better introduction do you need for Paul Rudd than other being like disjointed and coming out of a van and just like getting starstruck by everybody? Like that was uh, that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. He stole like him and the other guy that we'll talk about in a minute stole that whole sequence for me. Mm-hmm. And it, ha- it happens to be the two like oddballs that like the ones that really really had a good time. But aside from that whole airport fight and you know the fun of Spider Man and the fun of Ant Man, which oddly enough are insect men um, <laughs> that were fun. But that annoyed uh, Anthony Mackie, both of them. Yeah. Well, the Anthony Mackie or the the Winter Soldier Falcon bromance was really entertaining too. But Mary pointed that out where she's like, "Oh, she's like, they're both his, they're both Captain America's best friend," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right." So I could see uh, Falcon being a little jealous of like, right. "Why is he doing everything for Winter Soldier?" Well, you that's know? like in the part when they're in the car and he's like, "Can you move your seat up?" And he's like, "No." no. <laughs> like being a jerk and then when he like he takes out spider-man and he's like why couldn't you done that earlier and he's like, i hate you yeah like it just <laughs> that, that it took me the second viewing to have that click in too uh yeah but but yeah like um there's so much about this i liked uh and i know we're gonna fan like fawn over it because it's marvel but it you have a movie that has consequence for destruction you have a movie in which people connect over the name of a mother and you have like you know you have like this big fight and you also have some emotional rifts happening and it's like so you have there there are beats that are very similar to Batman Superman yes. but they play out very organically to the story but also also to the plot working like look at look at Luther's reason for having them fight each other he just needs them to get out of his way yeah like he's like go kill Batman which Lex Luthor didn't really even have any beef with Batman. He just wanted Superman to go kill Batman. But like Zemo's plan was a Luthor plan, like a, 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 a comics Luthor plan. A comics Luthor plan. It was that is exactly what somebody would do. Because like Baron Zemo is like, I can't stop the Avengers myself. I'm going to have them fight each other. So what did you think of him as a villain? I liked him as a villain. I would have liked to seen more comic Zemo. 
I liked him as a concept. They didn't have to call him Zemo. They could have called him anything and, and saved uh, Zemo for something else. I would have liked, yeah. I, you know what I would have liked? I would have liked him not being named Zemo, and then it, like in another movie he comes back and you find out it was Zemo. Yeah, or something. Um, yeah. You know, or even just like at the end, I was really thinking that he would bust out with the the purple hood and a sword and just like he like got some super soldier serum from those guys that were frozen. Yeah. And he went toe to toe with Cap. You know, I thought that would have been interesting. Yeah, but I, I give credit to the Russos, though, that like at first I was like, wait, you have these five guys that could be trouble. And it's like it's a big, big red herring. Right. Um, but it's like but we've seen that Marvel movie already where you have the big throwdown of like like them basically fighting the problem that created themselves as well. You know, it's like it's like I didn't need to have a big 20 minute throwdown with nameless soldiers. And so. I actually, at first, I was kind of like, well, then why would you do that buildup? It's like the whole thing is to pull the rug out from under you, just like Tony got the rug pulled out from under him. Mm-hmm. And I and and it's actually, I mean, the more you think about it, it is kind of devastating, especially when you find out, like, some people knew, you know? Like, I yeah. I did not see that coming. I didn't until, see it Until either. the very, someone behind me started, like, piping up in the theater, like, a second before it was revealed, because they, they figured it out before I did. I figured did. it out when he was standing there in his, his emotion, when he starts watching the car, and he's yeah. like, I know that road. I'm like, oh, I know what happened. Yeah, and that was cool that they actually, I did not see that coming. But I love what they did with that, too, because, and, like, here's the thing, like, you've got a movie like Batman versus Superman, where these characters meet each other on the screen for the first time and they spend maybe an hour and 20 minutes developing their relationship as characters, which I don't know if you sent it to me or somebody else sent it to me, but Superman only had like 40 some lines. You said that to me. I didn't see. Yeah. Spider-Man has more lines in civil war than Superman. (laughs) Anyway, um, and that's another thing that's, too. You that's have a, you have kind a, of fanboy in there. You, you have but, a tragic moment with someone's parents getting killed, and it doesn't feel like it's beating you in the head with it. No, right? But a, a rich playboy. That's because that's because <laughs> the whole time they 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 never really beat you in the head with Tony's parents dying. They do with P- Spider Man's parents dying. Yeah, that's that, true. That get, you get beat in the head with that a lot, but but not not in this movie though. No, but like the thing the thing I was getting at is is like you have the relationship between, um. Iron Man and Captain America that spanned three movies, two or three movies, mm-hmm. and you know how they feel about each other, and they've worked together, and they've fought together, and they have a good relationship. And then you have the stuff with the Sokovia Accords tearing them apart, but not like it did at the end of that movie. And what I really loved about it is Tony realizes he's wrong, and mm-hmm. he goes to help his friend. Yeah, and then it's all undone again, so it's even worse. So yeah. it's like it's like I'm kind of that wound is still kind of fresh, and then finding out about what happened with his parents, it gets ripped open even yeah. harder. And that's why the climax. A lot of people are like, "Oh, the climax of the movie or the, the 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 third act was kind of underwhelming compared to that that fight scene." I'm like, you know, at the airport, and I'm like, "Yeah, but there's more emotion to that as fun. opposed to just a fun throwdown in an airport." But but that last third act fight was so much more emotional. Like yeah. if if the fight in the airport had been that emotional, but it wouldn't have been as fun. No, it would have been kind of scary and kind of been like, "Oh man, like what's going to happen?" You know, Hawkeye, you know, pops someone in the head and it's it's over. You know, yeah. But um, that that last fight scene was was really emotional and and really fun to watch. I mean, like I love. I love the visual cues of like the uh, the issue uh, Civil War Seven, the last issue of Civil War. Yeah, on the cover where you've got them pushing against each other with the shield and the beams. 
Um, like that was one of the comic book covers and I love them incorporating stuff like that for fans into the movie. Like I got real giddy when I saw that. I was like, yeah, that's so cool. Well, and credit to the Russos as well, which, um, I, um, I don't know if you noticed, um, whenever they revealed that the, the one, uh, the, the guy that, um, Zemo took out to impersonate the, the psychiatrist that was, yeah. to, that was one of the Russos that was in the tub. It was one of oh, the was brothers. It? it was probably the dead guy. I didn't I, notice from it, the picture. Yeah, that, took, that's it, funny because yeah, they took usually... took me a second to figure out. I was like, oh, that's one of them. They, you sne- know? they sneak in there all the yeah. time. It's like, it must be the one that didn't want to act. It's like, I'll be a dead guy in the tub. Yeah. It's fine. But uh, um, credit to them that you take... I, I don't know how they did it. It's like, it feels almost like a magic trick where... The Winter Soldier was a character introduced in a movie before, right? Like in in, in Winter Soldier, and you kind of got a whole sense of what he was about. But somehow they they made you give a shit about him in this movie, and he yeah. actually has he's like I mean, he's the mirror image to Black Panther, right? Where it's like he has served his he has served like relentlessly and knows the cost of what he's done. While Black Panther's like he wants to protect his people and uphold justice and doesn't. He wants he wants vengeance, but doesn't know what the actual price of it is. And it's like, and they both get developed like very very well together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how like if I would told you three four years ago that you would care about the Winter Soldier the same way you care about like Captain America, I don't know if you would believe that, right? Because I mean, to me, well, like initially he always seemed kind of like a one note. Like this is how he bring Bucky back into the world. Yes and no. I mean, like Ed Brubaker wrote. Um the the return of Bucky and everything like that and he had a great run of with um when Bucky took over in the comics as Captain America well, that, that's fair but I'm talking like from a movie going from experience. a movie going experience um yeah it's true like I was a little skeptical about them throwing Winter Soldier in there because Winter Soldier is not a, a big household name mm-hmm. and with uh was it Sebastian Stan is that mm-hmm. his name um he he was Bucky in the the first Avenger, which came out like in 2010. Yeah. And here he is six years later, you know, reprising the role, which is which is impressive. Like they're keeping him going with this. I like I really like that because I don't I can't think I mean, nothing against Sebastian Stan. I can't think of anything else he's really done. That's really that big. You know what I mean? Yeah. And off the top of my head, off the top of my head. Yeah. So, I mean, like it's, I'm not saying this is his only gig, but this is a big gig for him. And I think it's great that like somebody that you see in a movie that's just cast as the sidekick of a character ends up becoming like a main staple in the universe. I think that was kind of an unexpected thing that I like. Yeah. Um, but on to your point, like like with them and Winter or with Winter Soldier making you care about them, they made they did a great job of making you care about a lot of those characters. They it, did it, the only one I will say that they didn't really make you care about, which is unfortunate because because you're supposed to feel something for him is roadie like he was yeah, just kind of there you're right and it's like you didn't give him a chance to like i he had more of a little character beat in age of ultron when they're all partying at the beginning he's telling the story and thor mm-hmm. and somebody else in captain america aren't impressed yeah. he's like that story would kill otherwise yeah and then later on when he's like doing something he's like this is going to be a story it's like they gave him a moment to actually kind of shine yeah and this one it's like you know i loved i love war machine but it's like he just really wasn't he just fell in line and that yeah. was it they kind of they kind of used him as just kind of like a shock moment with the the yeah. falling out of the sky but um scarlet witch and vision uh worked on their relationship really well i thought yeah. um even though they kind of fought like it was really cool to see paul bentley play vision and you get a bigger feel for his character um how he interacts with people and then like having wanda get developed not just through her relationship with vision but with um uh, 
like her trying to find out and figure out about herself because she's completely changed. Her brother's dead. Yeah. Like she's, she's got, she's like, she's kind of scared in this world now. Uh, and then you got Black Panther. Like they did a really good job of setting the stage with Black Panther. Look at, look at the, like the, the, the balls Marvel has now where it's like, Hey guys, I mean, even though age of Ultron, they did that with like Scarlet, Witch, um, Quicksilver and, and vision, Mm -hmm. like that was all kind of, I don't want to say organic to the story, but it had a little bit more context. But Black Panther's like, hey, guys, I'm a prince. I'm angry at this guy. I loved my dad. Now I'm coming for you. And that's really where you meet this guy. It's a, lot like, of, a lot of parental vengeance in all these movies. That's true. Right? But but the fact that like you have Falcon fly around, he's like, who's the new guy? And he's like, I don't know. And like you end up like like caring about him. Like like I asked Mary after the movie, and this is getting closer to why we're not getting married, by the way. She's going to punch me so hard when she listens to this episode. <laughs> but I'll be like, you're not my fiance anymore. As I, I hold my eye. I like, know you. <laughs> I'll go to work and be like, I don't no, I just, I just, I, I fell down podcasting last night. It's fine. Um, I, I hit the mic really hard. Um, she really liked Black Panther a lot, and she has no context for Black Panther. Okay, like so for her to get his whole his whole vibe and get the idea of the kind of the way he is. And she's like, yeah, I liked him a lot. That to me is a success mm-hmm. because she doesn't read the Marvel comics. Like she doesn't know she, and he's kind of like, he's a big character if you know Marvel, mm-hmm. but he's not, if you don't really pay attention right. to the comics. I liked how they set it as an origin piece for him, because if you think about it, it's like they introduce him with his dad because in the comics, like T'Chaka is the king of Wakanda and then he does get killed. And then like T'Challa has to inherit you know, the the throne and the Black Panther mantle. Mm-hmm. I like that they set that up in that movie and it wasn't like a big piece of his standalone movie. So it gives you more time to do more stuff. Yes. Um, and then like, it's like you kind of almost see him grow up in like the first half of the movie having to step into that. You know, granted, he is driven by vengeance to go get Bucky. Um, but I like... But you even see that, like he's driven to go get vengeance. But then at the end of the movie, when he's talking to Zemo, it comes for full circle, and he realizes what's yeah, happened. what's going on. And and I also, it's just, I also like the idea. It's like you got the idea that he was already given the mantle of the Panther because his father was a little, you know, older. older. And it's like so he says something about like when you're a warrior, but then you become a king. It's like you already like that. Just says enough right there. Where it's like I've been you know, kicking ass for a long time now. Now I got to worry about like my own country mm-hmm. as well. But I love the suit. Like I love like for having. I don't know how. Also, this is another magic trick that you just for for a mask that has no emotion. Like credit to him and the way that they presented him, like you got it, like just it was cool. Well, I've always felt like Black Panther, like when T'Challa is in the suit, he's very emotionless. Yeah, and kind of like like that when he's fighting Hawkeye, and Hawkeye's like, "Hey, we haven't met. I'm Clint." And he's like, "I don't care." Yeah, yeah. like, but he, the fact that his body language sold enough of it, where mm-hmm. like you as a viewer don't like, how is he talking through that thing? Like you don't even think twice about it. Like right. it's just it works, you know, and I, I really dug it. I love the look of the suit. I loved how they incorporated the, the necklace that was like, look tactical along with like, it looked like it was honoring a heritage, but also like it had a point to it mm-hmm. a little bit. It was, yeah. it's like, he's, you know what? He's my favorite Batman now. That's it. Like black <laughs> Panther's my favorite Batman. Oh uh, man. What about daredevil? Okay. Daredevil is my favorite red, red, red Batman. Batman. But <laughs> like he's my favorite, like black Batman. That doesn't make sense. Maybe it makes sense. I don't know, but all right. So elephant in the room, like kind of a slender elephant that can fly around with webs and is awesome. Spider-Man is the greatest goddamn thing that's ever existed ever, ever, ever. <laughs> like that's it. Like that's it. Like I don't I, think we need to really hide our fanboyism for Spider-Man, but so tell me this story about what happened. Oh yeah, that. Um, but anyway, Spider-Man's awesome. And I'll just say both times seeing this movie in the theater from the moment they get to Queens until he's like, you know, out, 
I just I don't stop smiling. Like I'm smiling the entire I, time. I did get giddy and jumped a little in my seat in the movies when that when it popped on and said Queens. I was, was like, like, I know who lives, lives in yeah, Queens, yeah, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> no. So we we leave the theater because I told Mary before we went to go see it. I was like, I was like, if you, I was like, you know, be get prepared to love Spider Man as much as I love Spider Man. That was probably a bad way to set that up, right? Yeah. We, we come out of the theater and I was like, what did you think of the movie? She's like, I loved it. And she's loved all the Marvel movies, yeah. right? But she's like. His voice is annoying. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I was like, he's a teenage kid and he's supposed to be kind of awkward. She's like, yeah. And she's like, the stuff he said was funny, but his voice was annoying. And I'm like, I, I no. I thought his per. I thought his awkwardness and his voice were were perfect. So you support my decision to end this relationship? I don't I get support it. your decision to end the relationship. <laughs> I'm just di- disagreeing with her with you. Yeah, um, I just um, no, but they did it all right. I love the use of all the webbing. Like it feels like he doesn't use his webbing that much in the, uh, like the Sony movies. Yeah, um, you know a lot of the mannerisms, like the, you know he's he's always attached to something. Like yeah, he wasn't standing around. You know he would cling to something or he'd be swinging. I like that a lot. But um, she also had a problem with Aunt May being younger. And I'm just like, I don't really care about that. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Hot Aunt May yet. I feel kind of I mean, weird. I'm I'm all about it, but uh, I just I feel like because I told her I was trying to explain her. I was like, you know, she's like, that's not the Aunt May I know from like the movies and, and right. everything. And I'm like, I was like, well, you understand that? Like, I was like, Nick Fury was David Hasselhoff for a number of years, and the, but then Sam Jackson became Nick Fury, and no one cares, and he's Nobody awesome. Cares. Yeah, and it's like you know, Nick Fury was like he he looked like David Hasselhoff. It was just like you know, like oh, just a little older, more rugged looking white guy with like the Reed Richards like fade mm-hmm. a little bit and an eye patch. And we can thank Mark Millar for that. <laughs> yes, and it was awesome, you know. And but she only knows Fury from the movies, so she loves Fury the way he is. I love Fury too, but I know that you could take people in two different directions and be okay with her character. Mm-hmm. So younger Aunt May. I don't have a like. I, I get I the whole idea that like Hollywood's always kind of wanting to go a little bit younger. Well, but. If you look at look at Ultimate Spider Man, um, I don't want to jump in the comics too much, but May was pretty young in Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah, she had like, like the gray hair, but she, she had was the gray still, hair, but she was like, like probably going out in her active forties. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with that, and I just uh, but just the kid Tom Holland, like there, like I loved I loved Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker. And you know, there's only so much you could do with Spider-Man like there. And they didn't let him be quippy enough in the Raimi movies, I feel like. I feel like. They, no, they didn't. Like, he, the, like the first two are still good movies. I still so think they're pretty good. If we're going to if we're going to take all three Spider-Man and put them in a room, I don't want to get too far onto this because this could go forever with Spider-Man. But hour um, two Spider-Man hour podcast two Spider-Man podcast. Uh, don't make us spin off a Spider-Man podcast. But um, if we took all Starting three of them, tomorrow, I liked I liked Tobey Maguire as a grown-up Peter Parker. Yes. Um, I didn't like him as a kid, and I didn't like him as Spider-Man as much. I didn't like Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker, but I liked him as Spider-Man. I feel like they gave him a little bit more quippiness than Maguire, but this... Tom Holland is the total package for me. Oh my me. goodness, like it's so ridiculous. I love it. Like he almost feels like he almost feels like George Michael a little bit from the rest of development. And I know you don't really like mm. a little, little little Michael Sarah a little bit where he's a little awkward, especially at the end where he's like he's like stay down. He's like, "No, no, no, I'm good. I'm good." And he's just like, "You know what? No, I'm I I'm gonna stay down." Like yeah. he's something about like he's this young kid that just Or like when he first sees Stark sitting there and he's really confused. He's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like real awkward. Like they they nail that on the head. Great. Um, I look forward to the fact that, like, you know, this kid is, you know, he's gonna he's gonna eventually grown up. I want a grown up Peter Parker because he's kind of going to be the protege of Stark. He has to be, yeah, smart, has some powers, and has some tech. 
You know, and I love that. Like that, just also, I'm I'm gonna fan out for a second. Sorry, it's just they. The Stark grabs his goggles. He's like, "How do you see all these things?" He's like, "I need them to block out a little bit because everything's on eleven right now." And it's like, so that explains perfectly how his little eyes like that had the shutters, the apertures, yeah. and it's like, and it gives expression and it gives like reason for expression, and I just love it. I don't, I don't know. Like I just, Spider-Man was great. Everything he said to everybody, how he was like a fanboy the entire time seeing everybody. Like that was awesome. I, I don't know. It was just salute and like, cap. like yeah. my whole thing is you could have taken him out of the movie and the movie would not change in terms of the plot that much. But I had so much fun with him and Paul Rudd on the screen at the same time. And just the ridiculousness of mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah. so yeah, that was fun. Um, I also really, really liked that this movie does set a lot going forward, but it didn't have to serve the whole Marvel phase four Marvel from right. something, something I like, I like they didn't, like, they didn't touch on infinity war at other, all. Or, other than the vision talking about his stone. Yeah. Which I mean, that was important to his character. Mm-hmm. There was nothing about Thanos, nothing about infinity gems. I was cool with that for right. once. Like I, I'm excited for Thanos. Well, the thing with the captain America movie is I don't think there's a place for that. Yeah, I agree. Like captain America. If it's a captain America title, because the Russos have made it what it is with being as political it is, then, you know, it's their movie. That's the tone for Captain America movies. Like, having, you know, magical gods and, and uh, stones from space come down and affect a Captain America movie seems kind of, like, weird, out of place. No, I, I agree. I just, I like that, like, it, it sets it sets the tone going forward because the Avengers aren't unified. So you don't know what's going to happen in terms of like, like you got Dr. Strange coming in October and you don't know how that's going to fall. And I mean, it's an origin movie, but if you know, they're going to head towards something bigger with you that. Know too. Somebody's going to trickle in from one of the yeah. other ones. Um, that and like, it's going to be more impactful when the Avengers reassemble to get together to stop Thanos. Yeah. So, so like, that's, that's cool. I, I dug it. Like also, you can have a very serious movie with some consequences, but be like entertained the entire time. Like dear Warner brothers, please watch this movie and then weep openly and realize that you can do this too. It's okay. And it's also okay to be like, Hey, we have 12 people on the screen at once and they're going to go recruit other people. We don't need like an email with a spider logo on it to start. You know, like, be like, I know a kid, spider logo. Like, just, it would have been... It's, yeah. in my, it's in my smartphone with a spider file. I mean, even at the very, very end, you saw, like, the, the, the light. The signal. Yeah, yeah, like, whatever. But it's just, I don't know. I was tickled. I enjoyed it. Um, definitely going to go out and buy this. Just, I, like, I, it was it was a good movie. Um, like, there's nitpicks, but, like, whatever. Just like Winter Soldier, there was, like, little bits, but not, like... Oh, yeah, there were yeah. things that I picked apart that... So does this make you excited for the, was this was this the start of phase four or the end of phase? I don't know how they do their phases. This is phase. No, we're in phase three. Phase so. three. Okay. I think the end of phase three is Doctor Strange. Is it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Because I, I think Guardians is the first part of phase four. Okay. Guardians two, which is next next May. Next May. Is Guardians 2. Oh, I'm excited already. I want to see that too. So, all right. Anyway, share, share with us your thoughts, opinions. Um, how many Spider-Mans you love Spider-Man, Spider-Mans? Um, on our Facebook page, it's Evasion of the Podcast. Or, or if you love Howard the Duck. Or, or if you love <laughs> Howard the Duck, yeah. 
Um, uh, we also have our Twitter at invading podcast. We also have a Gmail at invading podcast, sorry, invading podcast at Gmail. Um, something I forget to mention often is that you guys can leave us voicemails on our Gmail too, if you want. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, we'll gladly play it on the show. Oh, I didn't like, know that. Like interact with us. Like, See, that, I apologize. There's a lot of technical things we don't know. Um, I, Joe thinks I still record these on like cassette tapes and hand them out to people like here, check on our podcast. It's pretty cool. You got to have some double A batteries though, some fresh ones, or it's going to slow down and we're going to talk real weird towards real the end. Slow. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, interact with us there. Uh, we did get some interaction for this last bit. So I'll also go on our page here while we're talking and talk about some of the things that we're about to discuss. Um, but yeah, also before I go forward to just, uh, some, just want to give some shout outs to, um, radio Violenta. They have a new episode up talking about anthology horror. Uh, please check that out. I have a new episode of the other show I'm doing called strange highways up. Uh, we watched the twilight zone episode called, uh, one for the angels. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So please like, I encourage you guys watch the show, listen to the podcast. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, now on to the last bit of the show. Normally we play a game, um, but I'm not going to play the game music right now. So I don't have anything good. So I'm going to play this. Lottie fricking da. That's, that's, that, that's our noise for the end of the show here. Um, in honor of Leroy Jenkins day, which was yesterday. I don't know if it's a holiday, but yesterday was like the 15th. No, no, that wasn't fifteenth. It was like tenth anniversary of Leroy Jenkins, something like that. Um, it, that it's sounds, it's getting up there. That sounds eleventh. Eleventh. It's it's older internet now, right? So like Leroy Jenkins was a character, a guy named Leroy Jenkins of World of Warcraft, part of a guild called Pals for Life. Um, they did a staged video, which I did not know was staged at the time. You didn't know it was staged? No, not at the time. After I watched it a couple times, I realized it was staged because even though it's blurry on yeah. YouTube, like it's pixelated, you can see in their chat window, they're discussing like what to do. To do. Oh, see, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. But the whole thing is supposed to be like this group of like 10 guys getting ready to go into a room that is very like you have to do things in a certain order and be aware or else you're all going to kill all your guys. Like you're going to wipe the entire raid. And so it's called the hatchery. I think it was what the room was called. The Mm -hmm. rookery, something like that. It was a hatchery. Hatchery. If you run in there, there's like a little, little dragon whelps and you can aggravate them and cause eggs to hatch and cause all sorts of chaos. So Leroy like is not listening to the planning. He just gets up and says, all right, let's do this and runs in and causes mass chaos. And everybody has to go back and do it again. So I decided that we should talk about like our like top five, favorite not favorite like hated boss moments Ooh. not that not that that was a boss but people hated that room and i figured it'd be fun yeah. to talk about things that stress us out video game wise may just want to throw some controllers so um five for me i'm just going to throw uh, uh i didn't go one through five i didn't just, go okay just, I just, uh, okay I that's fine that, do you like do, that too i don't really have a countdown do you, you want to go back and forth or you want to just go through the whole list um here? if you want to give me one of yours now also check our facebook page because we have a couple messages there too okay so, uh so uh, I know this was on the Facebook page, but Mike Tyson from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Um, Mike Tyson's Punch Out was a hard enough game already that you had to do pattern recognition. Yes, but my God, if you messed up once with Mike Tyson, forget it. It was just like one punch and done. Yes, so you had to be on point with this dude. Um, I never beat Mike Tyson. Uh, I yeah, I only got to him once legitimately. Uh huh. I only beat Super Macho Man once. I beat Super Macho Man. I think I was in the same boat with you. I beat him once, and that was it. And then the second round when you go back through. so Yeah, so Mike Tyson showed up on some people's comments here on, on Facebook. Um, what else do we have here? Like Steve of uh, the Science Slasher is like, does Mike Tyson count? And he's like, it's been 30 years, and I still haven't beaten him. He's like, it's my secret shame. I mean, that's an impressive... A impressive title to hold even as a, a living individual is Mike Tyson that you're a hard video game boss yeah right like and then I, 
almost counter that. Another friend of mine was like, I've never legitimately beaten Mike Tyson, and I've never reached a point in my life that I'm reasonably sure I, I, I ever will. Like, <laughs> I don't think I beat him. Yeah, so um, that's that's a good one to mention. I'm going to throw out um, The Yellow Devil from Mega oh, Man 1. that was my next one. Oh, shoot. I, so, here, I, I didn't think we were going to have the same list. Uh, probably figures. But no, The Yellow Devil was really hard. Now, there was a trick to beat him, but they fixed it. Yeah, so, I never if, beat him. If you play him on the original NES... Um, if you jam the pause button while he's moving across the screen, you stay invincible for like a second. See, I knew that that was a trick to get through the turret room in Mega Man 2. Yeah. You keep hitting select because you'd kind of like glitch it and out because you're transporting or whatever. So right, because when, you hit, when okay. you hit pause, he Mega Man technically teleports back down. Okay. So, so that, like you could do that with the Yellow Devil while he's moving across the screen so you don't take damage from his things. But when I played, uh, was it the remastered edition? Okay. They fixed that. <laughs> and it's hard as hell. Yeah, I never got past that. Like Mega Man 1's a really hard game. So yeah. anyway, like, uh, all right. Yeah. So I had Mike Tyson and the Yellow Devil. Uh, Shao Kahn. Oh, that, I think, I think Matt had that on his list on the Facebook Shao page, Khan too. Shao was ridiculous, and he taunted you. Like, I don't know, and I played it in the arcade. I wanted to break so many screens because, like, like you would you would start with, like, like Kintaro or Motaro, who were the two, like, like preliminary bosses, like, you know, the forearm tiger guy yeah. or the minotaur guy. And those guys would be frustrating enough, too, because, like, if they catch you off guard, it's like, boop, half your life. And you're like, ah. <laughs> oh. But, dude... Shao Kahn and like the funniest thing is like Shao Kahn would have a taunt and he'd just be like he'd laugh and be like, ha 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 and then like you would be like I got you you're taunting me but like somehow he could stop laughing like cut the animation out and only laugh once and then just like oh no Bap! like catch you off guard oh like it and was back then like pattern recognition was huge so for them to be able to kind of it kind of threw you like, off because yeah. you're like oh he's starting his laugh like he'd at least give two like chuckles yeah and you'd run in but sometimes like he would interrupt that chuckle and just like knee you and it's like oh that's funny um uh, uh, while well, i was discussing this at work a lot of people brought up um m bison i brought up um sagat i had problems with him sometimes too uh, bison but- wasn't too bad there was there was a couple like if you're going to talk about fighting game people there were a couple fighting game guys i want to say gill from street fighter 3 was ridiculously hard okay um and then uh there were like a couple tekken guys that were kind of hard um what's his name Hey, Hachi's dad. Uh, oh. Jinpachi or Jinhachi. Yeah, I know you're talking about the white uh, hair. Yeah, he yeah. had white hair because it, like, it was like the whole Heihachi family, obviously. But this guy was like ridiculously like hard. Yeah, um, so, yeah, but we could talk about fighting guys. Yeah, it just, uh, but I thought it was funny that everyone started, like, they immediately went to Street Fighter 2. It was like, all that, all that, right? Um, I, uh, so I put down uh, the, the Yellow Devil. Um, I'm also going to mention. Um, uh, Alma from Ninja Gaiden for Xbox. She was the boss he ran to in the middle of that game, and she was one of the hardest, like cheapest bosses. Her. Like she wasn't cheap as in like one hit kill, but it's like you would think you know her pattern, and she would change. And so there was enough variation in there where you couldn't read anything all the time, and you weren't at a point in the game yet where you weren't all the way powered up, so you couldn't take a big beating from her. It was like I, just, I it, remember her oh. vaguely, but I remember not having that hard of a time. With well, her. Me, congratulations! But the people I was friends with at the time, we we spent like an afternoon and we could not do it. And it would be this thing where it's like, no, no, you know what? I think I got at this time and we trade the controller around and then it's like it was like our manhood was getting ripped away from us repeatedly and it's like we're, we're never going to finish this game like the, remember the first boss ninja gaiden like the guy with the nunchucks yeah 
I know people that couldn't get past that. Like that well, guy Ninja, was tough. Ninja Gaiden was really hard when they redid it. Oh, that was like a that's fun one game. of the things I loved about that it. Was a good like, game. It was a good game. Like, like I still have Ninja Gaiden Black for the Xbox, mm-hmm. and so I, I still have it because I don't want to because I love that game. Well, that was a fun thing that um was it Tecmo or Team Ninja did? Yeah, they wanted to make it that much challenging. Like it's fun to watch like all the the ninja action and the blood and everything go flying, but when it came down to that, it was actually like pretty tough to do. <laughs> I also like they're like by the way. You're gonna fight a tank. <laughs> Remember that it was like towards yeah. the, like the, the 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 last third of the game. It's like here comes a tank now. Deal with that. It's like really ninja versus really? tank. Ninja yeah. versus tank. All right. Still so, one. Um, um, my other one that I had on here was Nemesis from Resident Evil Three. See, I, I only played four, so I like, don't. Yeah. Oh, like the thing with Nemesis was like if you played any of the other Resident Evils, um, it was always like you would go like you know if if stuff hit the fan, you would like you'd be like oh crap I'm gonna back out. And like go into the other room that I just came through, and you'd go through a door, and there would be a loading screen, and you'd you'd, you'd be in the other room, and be like, okay, okay, I know what's in that room now. I'm gonna go find some more ammo. I'm gonna go find <laughs> some green herbs, and then I'm gonna come back, and I'm gonna jack those spiders up, and then I'm gonna kill those zombies. So with Nemesis, he was like the first zombie boss in that game that would transfer to the rooms that you were in. So like, I will never forget uh, the first time. That I was just like, I came, you know, like I came in the room and he like, he broke through one of the walls and he's just like stars and you're like, oh no, oh no. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to go back up. I'm like, I'm going to go up these. Oh my God, he went through the door and I'm like running up the stairs like, no, 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 no. You can't follow me. (laughs) Like, I didn't know what to do. And I remember so many occasions where I would get cornered by him because I would go through the doors trying to escape him. And then like, he would just follow you from loading room to loading room. And it was like this one I got stuck in a courtyard going in a circle and he's just shooting his rocket launcher at me i'm like this is bullshit <laughs> <laughs> um i was uh, so in line of that well, i was also gonna mention um what they called uh i had to look at the name uh what was it the hunter from the first dead space game and it was a necromorph that you couldn't kill like you could take his limbs off but he'd slowly reform and they'd put you in the situations where you're like waiting for an elevator to come and it's like but you have to outlast them in this room and this thing would constantly keep coming after you and it was really just maddening because even though you knew how to stop them you had to kind of pace yourself of when you dismembered him because you would go through your resources so fast oh yeah and it was like it got it was really just really I vaguely, frustrating I vaguely remember that and then the second game they put you in a room with two of them and it was just like <laughs> thanks thanks Dead Space but I, I was so frustrated with that because it's like it's like it gets the clock you're waiting waiting for something to show up to get you out of there for a door to open and you're just running in a circle hoping this thing doesn't get you. All I remember about Dead Space was I played the first one all the way through. I really liked it. Um, all I remember distinctively was a very Resident Evil moment where I was in one of the hallways and there was like this hole in the wall that was like obviously something ripped through all the grating and like broke its way into the hallway. And I remember, like, you walk into the hallway and you see it at the end of the hallway, and you're like, something's coming out that hole. And, like, every time I'd walk by it, I'm like, my gun trained on. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's coming out this hole, but I'm ready for you. Then after playing it for like an hour, I'm like, okay, that's just an aesthetic. Nope, it wasn't an aesthetic. They totally <laughs> got me. Like, at, like one day, one day I was playing, and I'm just like, oh yeah, hole. I was afraid of you now, and I'm like walking, and then this tentacle <laughs> comes out, and I'm like, come on, that's funny. Like the hole's been safe for like no, three days. Dead Space is really good at like drawing your attention to what you think is the obvious, yeah, and then just getting like because they drop in the ceiling, mm-hmm. like or you just like you'd be like, what's going on over there? And it's just it was very like there was a point I was playing that room in the dark. 
and I lived in a house where they had, I had a black cat that loved cuddling. And there's a point where I didn't realize he was near me, and I, I was doing something in the game, and I stepped on him by accident. I almost threw that controller out the window. I was like, I'm <laughs> done with this. So, I, yeah. So, the hunter, I had to put him on my list. I played Resident Evil 2 in the dark once in the scene where the liquor jumps through the... Uh yeah, uh, the mirror, the two-way mirror in the police station. I shut my like I stood. I stood up and hit the power button on my PlayStation and just popped the disc out. I was like, <laughs> nope, like, done. That's funny. Um, so since like Yellow Devil, since we had that in common, I'll give another one of mine here real quick. Um, this one's a World of Warcraft boss, not because it's hard, but it was annoying. It was the XT uh, 002 Deconstructor. I know you don't remember this one because you didn't really play. You played Wrath of the Lich King, but mm-hmm. it was a boss in Old War. It was a large like robot that was like a little kid, and it would be like he it had a little kid's voice, and like you'd run with like twenty five people into this room, and he'd be like ready to play, and he'd just be like just pounding on the floor the entire time, and as he killed people, he'd be like, "Oh, I keep breaking my toys," and he would just be like, just like just screaming loud kid, but this large robot. So the problem was when we were learning the fight. We'd have to do this fight over and over and over again. So I had this little kid's voice in my head for like nights, and it was very, very frustrating. So not a hard boss, but just a really annoying boss. So I wanted because you got to get a World of Warcraft boss in there when you're talking about hard bosses. Sometimes like I can't think of the the bosses that I rip my hair out with uh, um, World of Warcraft. Uh, I'm trying to think what some of the raids were. What, do you remember Shade of Iran from Karazhan? like the the wizard guy that was up in the tower? They had to fight his, like, he would, uh, like, make people stand on flame wreath, and if he broke it, it caused the whole room to detonate. Wait, is is that the, the dragon? No, that was um, Nether Spite with the beams. Who's the Shade of Iran? Was he the last guy? No. That was the... Um... <laughs> All right, people, I know, uh, here, this shows you. That was Prince Malchazar. <laughs> that was the air... Well, I remember yeah, Malchazar because yeah. we would have to avoid the infernals that dropped. Yeah, but... and then, yeah, anyway. But... What did he... Shade of Iran was in the library. It was like a little circle room. And then you'd have to either run away from him because he would do like an arcade explosion or he would like sheep some of the people. Like it was a really, it was a cool fight. But. God, I don't remember that. I remember the play with the big Oh, bad the wolf. opera house. The opera house. Yeah. I remember the huntsman. I remember the butler and the dining All party. Rose. Yeah. 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 I don't remember Shade of Iran. Oh, yeah. He yeah. remembers you though. So I'm anyway. Sure he does. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, anybody else in your list? Uh, I have uh, Malthale from Diablo 3, Reaper of Souls. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the last boss in Act 5, and he's he's the angel of death. And basically what happens is, like, this angel fell, and he became obsessed with death. And, and the Frighteners. Yeah, and the Frighteners. <laughs> but he, you have to stop him because he's going to basically kill everything uh, because the Diablo isn't there anymore and keep some of them in check apparently. But, um, he was a lot harder than Diablo. Like, yes, they, it's funny because like when, when you play Diablo now, there's bounties that you can go do these different missions and all the acts of the game. And sometimes they have you go kill bosses that were part of the act. And, you do get you do get a you do get a bounty that you have to go kill Diablo and you know me and my buddies usually when we're running and doing the bounties it's like well like oh yeah we gotta go kill Diablo so we run up and Diablo the the, the game is named after him <laughs> you you go in there and you just you just kick the crap out of him and you're just like hey thanks for all the stuff buddy and you finish your bounty anytime we get stuck with the male fail body we're like nope just skip this nope we're not doing it like that's funny he just has like this weird like aura that he lays down with these mist puddles and like well, he's so fast and then there was the an act four because yeah. no act five was just the act they added right for yeah the for Souls. the expansion like and when you're in that town there's the guy with like the, the he does like the rocket jump 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he annoyed me the first few times I yeah, tried fighting he's, him. He's kind of tough too, but he's he's no male though. Well, yeah, I know who you're talking about because he is pretty tough. Yeah, like by yourself when you're like leveling through that, it just it was not it was not a fun fun moment. We, yeah, I just fought him a couple weeks ago because we were doing uh, season six and he was part of the bounties. Oh, okay. So I hope you said hi. Like Paul says hi, he hates you and moves on. He dropped more wood on us and fire. <laughs> um, so before I get to, I have um, was I have one more. Uh, another Facebook post, uh, Amy, you might know her, uh, she said that it was the Earth Guardian from Final Fantasy IX she hated the most. And I never played Final Fantasy IX, but the fact it's like, there are some Final Fantasy bosses out there that I despised at times. Um, were there any Final Fantasy bosses that I hated? Not really. I was the type of person that wouldn't go do anything until I had everything. So you'd be overpowered and go I would be fight overpowered. Him? I would run in and be like, oh, look, you're getting hit for 999,000 damage. So you, you played um, five, which was two on the Super Nintendo? Ugh. No. no? Well, Cecil, he was the, the Dragoon? I know. Cecil was the okay. Dragoon, yeah. Oh, there was a there was a fight there with the Shiva-type character that uh, they would reflect everything, and it was a trick that I didn't realize that like I'd be fighting them, and then and then I'd be like, I go to heal myself, and I'm like, but I'm healing them, and I don't like this, and I was really angry the entire time. I played the crap out of three, which was six, and seven, obviously. Um, eight. Eight, I played a little bit, but got tired of it, and I never played nine or ten. No, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, Earth Guardian. No, I played ten. Yeah, I didn't. I, I think the last one I played in full was seven. Um, other honorable mentions, someone mentioned, uh, um, was it Ridley from uh, Metroid? He was pretty tough. Yeah. He was harder than Mother Brain. Yeah. Because with Mother Brain, all you really had to do was avoid her shots and, and some of the Metroids, and then just every once in a while jump up and shoot a missile into a static jar. Yeah. Um, and then my last one, I'm just throwing it in there because I, it just, I remember the first time I did it, I was annoyed the entire time. Ares from the first God of War game. Because you get all the way to the end of the fight him, you go through all this shit, and he's like, oh yeah, remember those chains you had? Gone. And he takes your blades off you, and then you just take the sword that you have, and so you learn, you have to fight him using a weapon that you've not used the entire game, and there's different combos that they show you to use. It's like, so you're having to learn these button presses while fighting a boss, and it's not only that, it's a seesaw battle. So you have to drive him all the way to one end and like kill him like health wise. I thought Zeus was harder than he was when you um, fight Zeus in God of War three. It might be, but I, I've only played God of War three once, and I know I went through God of War a few times. Or but was it God of War two? Uh, two had. Um, I think it was two. Two no three was Zeus because you definitely. Um, I know that's how you finish that out, right? Like you, there's the whole bit where you keep punching him and you didn't realize that you could stop at any time. In three, do you remember that? Huh. No, okay, no. But Ares was just tough because it's like. If you didn't take him out completely with the combo, he hits you once and all of a sudden like that seesaw goes back to the middle. So it was basically you had to really like be effective with combos and, and block everything. And it was just I you know, like he was worthy of the name God of War and like so that that's that's the guy I just remember being really annoyed with him. So funny how that game spawned out like because it probably was done as a one shot because you're fighting Ares and then it just turned into Well, if you if you like i was i love the god of war series i still need to finish ascension so maybe i don't love it as much as i say i do um but on those special features for the first game they hinted at like two or three different ways the story could go and a lot of that ended up in the sequels like there was a little additional bonus material that they hinted at so they were hoping for a franchise because sony at the time they wanted to create unique franchises because they were starting to lose um individuality with some of their their uh some of their standalone titles like they're just using all third party stuff. So, but anyway, that's that neither here nor there. Um, 
Yeah, so there are some annoying bosses. So please let us know additionally your annoying bosses. We had some fun with Facebook. There were some good replies there, so thank you. Uh, someone said dysentery from Oregon Trail. I think that was Tim. I think it was the Oregon Trail. Tim of Midwest Best Green Company. Super random. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how you fight dysentery other than just clean living, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, please hit us up on our social media um, and, and talk to us. And we'll have some fun. Until uh, next week, I don't know what we're doing next week. I know sometimes we have a plan this time. I don't know. We'll figure it out. It'll be a good time. So um, until until next week, have, have a safe week. Watch Deadpool over and over again <laughs> and watch Civil War over and over again. And I'm sorry, Mary. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Mary, that Spider-Man's voice is not annoying. He's amazing. Yeah.